All right, so we are back once again with the legend Wade Davis. This time around, we're going to get right into some in, into some stuff. If you listen to our podcast, it was I think well, what was it like episode? What was it fifty four? Yeah, I had, yeah, we had to go back. Um, I had to I, see. This is why I need to make the playlist for all our uh, special episodes when we have a guest on. So it's easy to recall because we're we're like well over sixty episodes now. <laughs> so it's like Yeah, um, but yeah, but the three angry the three angry black people as you know them had four angry black people on that episode because Mr. Davis had a lot to share about his <laughs> about his profession and we got so far into it that, you know, we really wanted to just bring him back and just kinda Really, you know, just kind of shoot the breeze with them because we really, uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we were on a mission that day. I, I feel like, yeah, that, you know? yeah, that was talking about the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. But see, there's a lot, there's a lot about our guests that, you know, folks, you know, didn't know. And so I feel like that was a thing. It's like you got a chance to actually learn a bit about Wade. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, to be able to really appreciate the creative that he is and hard worker he is and getting a glimpse really uh just you know into his world i think is a very special thing not to mention that uh wade I, there's a situation that um you 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 put us on to about a while back that i told you i was like hey you know what we're going to talk about this on the show um, yeah, and even me, you like having having an interest in as far as like music business, it interested me a lot because of the fact that when it comes to social media, we all know the once you're in public eye, you got to be careful about what you say, and that situation right. was so interesting to me because you had somebody. And I'm gonna let you tell it because you had somebody that basically was being foul, but they they were smart enough to keep their social media scrubbed. Hmm. You know, which was the the thing that it's just like, you know what, that would have been the nail in the coffin. But then when it's brought to light, you know, it's they're they're the people around them, labels and people that can make or break them, you know, career wise were solid. Mm-hmm. So I know that's something right. yeah, I know that's something you wanted to talk about. So, you know, we could start <laughs> off with that or we can warm up because also we understand that you're you're preparing a celebrity to step into the world. So it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, my dog, Mr. Gibbs, uh Hello, you can find man. him on Instagram, Mr. Gibbs von Rockbark. <laughs> um Von Rockbark. He just was asked to be the face of Magic Rosin. Uh, he has a limited edition line out, and all the proceeds from that sale uh, are going to go to um, the Sphinx organization, which, you know, hosts um, a competition annually for black and Latinx string players. They do um, a summer camp for young black Latinx string players, and now they are actually doing. Uh, what's called an orchestral fellowship program mm. where sort of, you know, uh, out of college and out of grad school players who are looking to get into orchestras uh, can be placed through audition programs. And so, yeah, all the Robin sales uh, will go to the Sphinx organization. So we're thrilled about that. And that was actually a partnership through uh, Andy Fine, Fine Violins in Minnesota, 
And it was really um, a response to the fact that, you know, people were kind of <laughs> co-opting Juneteenth very quickly. Hmm. People who, a lot of people who really had no business doing so, uh, you know, simply because, like you said, social media, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is seeing everybody else do it. So I guess they want to get in on it or bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Right. Bandwagon. It really is monkey see monkey do. It really, really is sadly. Um, but all that to say is we're thrilled about that. And now uh, we are gearing up for um, uh, an interview for uh, dog TV. Uh, we're going to be featured on the dog chef show. <laughs> Kevin Matthews is a dear friend of mine. Just put out a book called the dog chef. Um, hmm. makes, he makes incredible vegan recipes for dogs, um, all kinds of things, including brownies. <clears throat> so, <laughs> hey. uh, check that out. I believe the book is $20. Um, he and his, uh, wife Meredith run the Wolf Hotel where I, uh, take Mr. Gibbs to board sometimes when I have rehearsals or performance or something like that. And they also have an excellent groomer named Jessica who fits him with the most fabulous bandanas. In fact, he's wearing one in the picture uh, for his rosin. So, <laughs> so oh check him gosh. out. This is, this is, like this is amazing. I didn't know vegan. Well, I didn't know veganism for dogs was a good thing. Actually, so I just it learned is, something in some ways. Well, really, because I mean, you know, a lot of dog food apparently has a lot of added things. You know, a lot of additives. Um, that, you know, shouldn't be there in many, many cases. And so, you know, it, it's possible, it's best to give a dog, you know, a lot of sort of natural food, supplementing with wet and, you know, approved dry foods, you know, that don't have things like, uh, I forget what the, what, it, what the list of things that, you know, aren't good, but it's pretty long. And so if you really want to look into what's good for your dog, you kind of have to be specific, especially because he is nine years old, a little tiny chihuahua, you know, so he's got to have uh, That's middle age, things. right? No, that's It like, is for him, uh, yes, exactly. Nine years old? He's doing, he's doing well for nine, yes, he's doing very well. Yeah. All right, blah, blah. Like, that's like almost 70 in dog years, but chihuahuas can live up to be 20. Right, that's, yeah. that's halfway through. That's what I'm saying. Let's mm, not say halfway. Look. Right, and he's doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Also, I'm I not have... trying to say his dog is oh, about to die. Okay. I have to recuse myself from this episode. I keep continue talking. Wait, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we we just you know are doing all that stuff, and it's kind of amazing because it just seems like you know this time last year I didn't even have him yet. Um, Aww. you know, and we've. You know, just been together ever since uh, late September, and it's just been up and up and up and up and up. And now he's a little left dog and <laughs> getting everything situated, and Aww. we're best friends. He helps me so much. <laughs> yeah, because I remember you sent us the um, you sent us the uh, the post about it too. So yeah, 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 yeah. And he certainly helped me. He, he really does help me with, you know, a lot of the, we'll say shenanigans <laughs> that I <laughs> have been having to, uh, you know, fight with fire and put out. Because um, he tells me exactly what to do, which is shake it off, let him know, and then shake it off. Aww. See, so you you know, we, we're, going to, we're going to need updates. 
We're going to need right. updates because this is where this is right. where it starts. Because I can see it's like talking months from now. It'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that new film coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my dog. That's Mister Gibbs. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, John, John Wick for the the fourth movie might have a part. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they they might have a part, but we might want to jump on it. Say, listen, somebody get me Keanu's number. Like, listen. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> let's say this. Uh, I'm the agent, okay? So, you know, all of his press, contact, et cetera, clear through me first, and we have to talk about it. I know, I love so. that. Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> really, though, because every time I post on his IG, I get tons of DMs. He gets tons of DMs. You know, let's promote, promote, you know, let's let's um, have him model for us. And I'm just like, look, y'all are too thirsty for him. Like, let him chill. He's going to do his thing. When we find the right opportunity, we may discuss it. And so we have. The celebrity surrounds this man. I told the, I, I remember I was told, I, I, I called him uh, uh, the, Joe, the Joe Clark of the orchestra. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Because he gets, he gets people, he gets people in line. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, it was it was amazing to go back and actually listen to uh the episode because that was episode that was episode 51 yes so it was amazing to go back and like replay it and just with the the energy and everything way he brings and I'm just like oh my gosh this this is on fire he's on fire on fire and not on, not just on fire it's almost like okay I can see right now Wade is just one of the people that's like, hey, I wasn't on the VIP list. Are you crazy? You'll be hearing right. from my people in the morning. But he isn't and angry, not, Right, and it's not even in the morning. It's like like 20 seconds later. Hey, you need to put Wade on that VIP list. You're fired after this for not having on that list. And then Wade goes in and, okay, this party's weak. I'm out. <laughs> but make no mistake. Right. I mean, let's not, I mean, I don't want to paint the man like he's, you know, that way all the time i mean he was put into a situation you know <laughs> that he had that right. he had to right. speak on hey you right. know, nothing right. wrong with that right. but no but when you but when you got that when you got that energy you know who you are it's okay to strut it like i'm one of those people if you out there winning you're doing your thing do it if rihanna can do it i'm sorry i think the rest of us can like rihanna's a whole yeah. whole mood for me so yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you know what? If, if when zero fucks personified is a thing, there's Re, there's yeah. Wade Davis, there's Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, wow, I can't believe you're putting my name. Yes. Uh, yeah. In in the same league as Miss Fenty. My listen, God. Listen, um, no, no, listen. I'm doing it because there's a there's a there's an energy because yeah, like you know what? There's so many people, and I feel, and that's what I loved about. That's what I love about having you on the show was because it showed that, hey, I know who I am. And guess what? You're not going to tarnish my name, my reputation. And I feel when you have that kind of energy, show it. Show it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it just so happens that, you know, the mode in which he's in, which is in the orchestra, isn't necessarily on the same level as rock. But when you but but when you have a certain standard when you hold yourself at a certain high regard when you have the you know you have the rolodex of being able to inspire other people it doesn't so damn right you're in that league 
because you've, <laughs> you know, because you've earned it. And that's not, you know, and I'm not even trying to over embellish. That's, it's yeah. just, it's, you know, it's just the truth. It's how you carry yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, sadly, it, yeah. as we know, people are scared of that because, you know, we're living in a world where everybody's watching everybody else and trying to figure out what's cool based on somebody else. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm, pitiful. It's it pitiful. Is. It is, and no, you know, it's pitiful. Yeah. No, you're right, and we're, we're and and to piggyback off of what you just said too, and I, I apologize, I mean, interrupt. Uh, when you are very good at something, because we're see, we're seeing it more than ever. When you are mm-hmm. very good at something, people are going to find any kind of way to discount it. Whether oh, exactly, yeah, yeah whether exactly. it's yeah, it's like you can whether they're insecure about it because they wish they could be doing it, or they're in the same field as you. And realize, oh no, there's somebody that's got this to a T, and now I don't know if I'm good enough. And they immediately got to find some way to throw a wrench into that. Right. I mean, think right. about well, like I mean, Simone Biles. You saw what happened with London. You mm-hmm. saw what happened with London. Mm-hmm. And of course, that was instigated by somebody else. Let's call that person London. Mm-hmm. Fake social media climber. Uh, basically friended me after I had unfriended her years ago because basically I met her, I'd say now about 11 years ago somewhere, and I clocked her as fake instantly then. Long story short, Swans for Release video comes out. Instant worldwide acclaim. She contacts me out of the blue after I don't know how many years, like I said. Basically, Long story short, she was trying to ride the coattails of Swans for Relief. She was trying to attach herself to me and basically trying to attach herself to other people who looked like they were movers and shakers. See what I'm saying? And so then she starts telling me, oh, you know, wait, you need to do these, you know, social media guidelines, you know, if you want to do this, you want to do that. And I'm like, um, okay, you know, and mind you, you know, I literally was just using my phone, you know, for Instagram and stuff like that. I didn't get to have my iPad for teaching and stuff. So, you know, I was just pretty much doing all these, you know, little sort of commenting and things, you know, because people were sort of responding at that point, mm-hmm. pardon me, to the Swans for Relief video, right? So I was, you know, sending a lot of emails, messages, responding to Instagram comments, etc. And she was basically telling me, oh, you know, well, you should, um, you know, repost uh, anytime one of the ballerinas reposts something, and then um, anytime their company uh, posts something, repost that. And I literally was like, wait a second. That's 31 ballerinas, like, and 12 companies that they represent. Like, I'd be on IG all day long just to look to see if they reposted something. I mean, to see if they posted something so then I can repost it. I was like, what? That's way too much work. I, Come on. I'm not, I'm not that desperate to grow at Instagram, okay? Mm. So, all that to say is, you know, she starts telling me, well, wait, you know, don't succumb to negativity, you know, negativity, you know, da da da, people won't engage, you know. Basically, she told me, don't post anything if you don't think it's going to get likes or comments or engagement. And then if I do post something, you know, like all the comments, engage with them, up until a certain time, and then go back the next day 
and then re-engage to keep the conversation going. I was like, that's that's not how expression works. Yeah, it, it, well, not only not only is it fake, it's so calculated. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's and that's how she is, and that's how many people are. Sadly, and all that to say is, you know, all the while she's telling me, oh, you know, post post positivity stuff, post post, you know, da da da, and she's posting all these pictures of flowers and cars and you know, inspirational bullshit, <laughs> and couldn't get her rent together. For literally six months in advance of something and was about to literally lose the apartment and get kicked out of wherever she's living. What? Was literally trying to beg me for money, begging friends of mine for money. That's the other thing. She was trying to use some of my social contacts as well. Because I got a text message from a dear friend of mine who is a very famous opera singer who literally was like, yeah, how do you know London? Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, because she asked me for money. And I thought to myself, oh, my God. Ah. Mm, no. This is this is unbelievable. I've got to just, whew, this is bad. So, <clears throat> basically, London was just becoming extremely manipulative, and I realized what it was. She wanted, again, to make it look like she was connected with people who are movers and shakers, but she also had to make sure that all those people looked a certain way on social media. You see what I'm saying? Optics. Because here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. She was literally calling me at like 1 o'clock in the morning our time. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Right, right, right. Telling me, oh, look what this person posted about you on a post that was meant to slander me. She's like, this person is not your friend, blah, 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 blah. Right? I'm like, okay. You're going to go crazy. I really don't care. Like, yeah. that's fine, but I, you know, I don't care. But, but all that to say is the next day I get up, see a post on London's Facebook. Guess who she's la- laughing and kicking with mm-hmm. on the post? The very person she just told me <sighs> that person's not your friend. You should see what they wrote about you, blah, 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 blah. And that's how I know that she was the one who was talking junk about me to that other person in London. Because the message came about 12.30 p- a.m. our time. That's ridiculous. Like, I thought we left that in high school. No, I, I remember. The Look, bit. exactly. It's, no, it, it, it's, more, it's more like the mean girls three-way middle school phone call. Oh, hell no. That's Because that's what was happening. I got the message 6.30 p.m., right? So that means that they're six hours uh, ahead. See what I'm saying? Right. So they were talking junk about me. And the reason I know it was London is because London was talking junk about London previously, saying <laughs> that she's a social climber. He knew it would be a matter of time until I realized that she was fake. And she's so, like, wannabe Oprah, it's not even funny. That's basically what he was saying about her. So it's hilarious that they're both talking about each other. Mm. <laughs> Nobody has time for but these types of games. Show you. It just goes to show you how, A, pitiful these people are. B, how Homeboy literally thought that he could get away with something like that, which shows a level of comfortability. Mm-hmm. Because I would never in a million years get into somebody's inbox that I don't even know personally and spew out some toxicity like that. Knowing that it could be Screen cat sent around, etc. 
because I put it on my Twitter. And I tagged his recording label. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because guess what? I'm not going to argue with you on the internet. I'm just going to screenshot you and, and tag your employer, darling. I don't have time. There you go. I don't have time. Don't have time I really for don't these have types time. of games, and, really. And, and what's funny, though, is that people saw it and acted like they didn't see it, acted like nothing was happening. That's ridiculous. And those are the exact same people that I cannot wait to literally give the nice nasty to the next time I see them in public at a gig. Yes. I'm sorry. I shouldn't get excited for that. But yeah. Oh, honey, do get excited <laughs> about it because it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. People like that need to be you ghosted. You literally saw this stuff happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't say a word about it and still trying to keep a good working relationship with these people so you're not going to say anything. Okay, that's fine. I see you. I see you. Fine. Hey. Fine. See, that's why it's important to, you know, just, you know, just be who, just be who you are and don't be afraid, you know, to, you know, because when you try and please everybody, you please nobody. I think that's the same. Exactly. You know? That is literally, and it's often those people who are often the saddest and most pitiful because they're literally so desperate for some kind of external approval. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, that's just depressing. Like it's, it's really kind of pitiful. And, and I hate to say it like this, but London is all the more pitiful because she thinks that's how she's got to act as a black woman because she wants to circulate in the white world of classical music and charities and things like that. You see what I'm saying? So it's really, really just quite fake and self-serving. I mean, she basically wants to be a white woman, okay? But she only leans into blackness when it's beneficial to her so she can get attention. You see what I'm saying? And there's a so difference. Just, yeah, go ahead. It's just it's it's just pitiful to see people like that. And they, the flip of that are the tokens in classical music that have come before me that, in a way, had to sort of keep their mouths shut, do certain things, not say certain things. I get that, but we're past that now. That's yeah. over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Is and it's like you know, you either just take me on my talent or not. But I'm not going to shrink into a white supremacist box just because my predecessors may have for you. And this is so sad. uh, You're right. It's pitiful because it's so sad to see uh, someone decide that I need to play this game when I'm going to pretty much try and wear a different face when it's, it's going to suit and I'm going to try to fit in with people that don't want me in that space to begin with mm-hmm. and will only allow them in that space just as a level of man you know what you're you're one of the the good ones yeah yeah, so you, yeah. your fault or you know what <laughs> you're you're doing the things we wait we want you to do you're doing it the way we want you to do it where you're not going to try to step on toes and and show yourself so we'll let you in and then when they get into that space they feel like they achieve something and Mm -hmm. to maintain it they're willing to shed any integrity they're willing to tell themselves hey i'm doing this because i'm trying to further my career yeah and what happens is sooner or later 
somebody's going to kick the domino that they're sitting on. Somebody's going to be like, you know what? I don't like you anymore. Or, hey, because we need a sacrificial lamb, we're using you. Well, that's what happened. Basically, I mean, that's why London is in London. She fled wherever she was living, quote unquote, after she got a settlement, please. Let me tell you something. You would have to kick me dragging and screaming out of wherever I live. Hmm. even after I sue an organization that lives right there. For example, if I had to sue the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra or Orchids and I would receive a huge settlement, you think I'd be moving 10 foot outside of Baltimore? In fact, I might buy the Meyer House Symphony Hall and move in there. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you would be hard-pressed to get me to get out of somewhere. So all that to say is she was absconding from something. Believe that. She probably probably swindled some people out of some money where she lives. That's probably what happened. Anyway. And then they try to pass it off as professionalism. That's what yeah. that's what I don't like. You know, they use that excuse, right. you know. Well, and that's why that's why that person probably scrubbed all their social media because London was telling them, Oh, don't say anything about it. Don't say anything about it. Because he's talking about it, so it'll make him look a certain way. I'm just like, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, and that's the thing with social media too, it's that people get so worried about optics. That it, it's very, they, they, very they, bad. Yeah, they like they they lose themselves because the thing, the thing about social media is that no matter how many likes you get, no matter how many people follow you, if you don't actually connect with people, you're going to find yourself hurt. There was a social, yeah. there was a, a influencer who I think she was trying to host an event. She was trying to do something. Had a super um, huge amount of followers, but when it mm-hmm. came time for that event, the people that she thought would show up didn't. And see, sad, sad because she. I think she was, you know, she was building a brand legitly. But you have to keep in mind that just because people interact with you on social media doesn't yeah. mean they're going to interact with you in public. So if you're not building those relationships the right way mm-hmm. you're not going to get anywhere and then it's even worse when it's duplicitous so if you are right. trying to put that image on you're putting on airs and then you know like especially in you know the world of classical music you're putting on airs oof that's probably right. like the worst industry if she, if, if this was rap it really is. go for it if it, the, yeah like if it was rap go for it but no, but real recognizes yeah. real at the same time. You know what That's I mean? That's really what's hilarious yeah. about it all, because more and more people have caught on to London and London's scheming. And that's what I think is hilarious, because, I mean, I saw it 11 years ago. I clocked it then. You know, I slowly started to clock it, you know, after I basically started to feel like I was being controlled or attempted to control, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, again, you can't, when you can't manipulate or control somebody anymore to a point, that's when they'll try to control what other people think about you mm-hmm. or manipulate what other people think about you. But again, because I don't care <laughs> what other people think about me, I think that plan probably backfired because, again, the message which again, everybody can go to my Twitter and see from this, you know, deranged harpsichordist was essentially, like I said, a mean girl's 
middle school through a phone call. The initial reaction was supposed to be from him saying, I don't think we should be connected anymore. Bitch, I don't care. I don't even know you. Are you kidding me? Bye. So when I said, okay, I agree, <laughs> I promise you, he didn't like that. They didn't like that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's when uh, he decided to, to say, you know, whatever nonsense he wants to spew out. And I'm like, again, what you have to say or think about me is of no consequence to me or my day because I don't even know you. So really, that's when I just blocked him and took a screenshot of it. <laughs> Best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't have time for that kind of mess. I really, really don't. And frankly, you know, I'll be honest with you. It took me aback for a second. Mm-hmm. But here's what's hilarious. After I posted that screenshot, I had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me, oh, yeah, this person's crazy. This person has said this and, and done this and da 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 da. Apparently, he was um, harassing uh, a musicology student on mm-hmm. Twitter two years ago. Um, you know, randomly was DMing somebody basically with a schizophrenic sort of email with three different personalities all in one. It was quite odd. That person's a music theory professor. Um, I got a message from a uh, person who runs a a harpsichord competition in North Carolina saying, welcome to the club. Yes, you've you've experienced it now, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's not me. Clearly. Mm. Clearly. But it's beautiful because, again, somebody was really trying to do something there. And, you know, I could have gone off or something, but who even writes to you to say we shouldn't be connected anymore? Just unfriend. Like, yeah, I don't even like, <laughs> well, I mean, the funniest part, though, is that because I didn't even know this person, I was just like, okay, first yeah. of all, fine. Um what I should have said is you're a messy, bitter, bitchy queen who's <laughs> just maligning people with gossip. And that's really the only reason you added me on Facebook, because what he was trying to do on Twitter was gossip with me in my inbox mm-hmm. about people after he and I were on a panel called uh, Gates of Brass for the Toronto Box Festival last summer regarding diversity and inclusion in early music. Mm-hmm. So I suppose... You know, he saw some of my Twitter and thought I was going to be, you know, funny and snarky with him or something like that. And when I wasn't really going for it, he kind of backed off. And so, again, for this message to come out of the blue, I don't think we should be connected anymore. We aren't connected. I don't even know you. I wouldn't know you if I fell over you in the street. I need to feel important. Right. Love me. Well, and, and, <laughs> and actually, it's pitiful because that's really what it is. I mean, people like that. They're, they're desperate for something that they're lacking. And it's, 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 it's even more pitiful to think, like, this person is a recording artist for, like, a major classical label, is performing concerts, you know, all over the, the continent. Um, it's like, why are you punching down? Like, go practice. <laughs> right. Like... Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny to me. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, though, it's like, 
go do what you're supposed to be doing, darling, because I am. Right. It's, it's like you're wasting. It's like you're you're wasting time. Your own time. You're wasting Just, your yeah. own time. Because mm-hmm. yeah. guess what? Yeah. I don't care. Right. Like <laughs> you're, like you're wasting you're wasting energy that you could be using for something else, but instead. You want to reach out and say, "Oh well, we shouldn't be connected anymore." And then, meanwhile, wait, you're like, "So, uh, old phone, who's this? New phone, who's right. this?" Literally, <laughs> literally, like, like, you know, but, like, like all the but tech. I think what yeah. it was, he wanted a reaction from that. He wanted mm-hmm. me to say, "Oh, but why?" or something like that. It's like, no, I don't even know you. Anything. Right? Bye. Like, all the bye-bye. tactics you're using you know, uh, on social media to, like, stab back at people or try to get a reaction. How about you put that into your work? Huh? Right, yeah. right, and right. Use that I'm energy like, for know something what, good. London, <laughs> why don't you go start your actual charity instead of trying to swindle money from people? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Don't make me come out with the screenshot of the actual text message from my friend, the famous <laughs> opera singer, because I've got it. I really wish Wade was in control of all this. I really oh, wish man. he was like... We need to get Wade to like a level where he doesn't have to deal with this anymore. Oh well, he'll still have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, he'll still have to deal with it. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I just wish, I, I just wish he just didn't have to fight the battles that he's fighting. You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on. I gotta, gotta, gotta roll his back because the the situation. I get, I get what you're saying on the hand of it'd be nice if you could just wake up and not have to deal with the kind of BS. But also from where Wade is coming from, it's like, yeah, so I'm I'm living my life. This is comical. You're 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 being foolish. Okay. I got receipts. I'm gonna keep on going and get Mr. Gibbs ready for his debut. Right. So right. Yeah, I would just I mean, be frustrated. You know, a, a friend of mine put it best, actually. If you ain't popping, they ain't talking. Right. Yeah. Okay. Facts. And that's pretty much how I see it now. Yeah. I'm yeah. at a level of accomplishment in my playing, in my artistic choices, et cetera, where, you know, people are going to be trying to play a game. They mm-hmm. are going to be trying to, to get at me, especially because, again, it's so funny. I was just having this conversation yesterday with a dear friend regarding uh, Lil Nas X's uh, recent drop, Industry Baby. Oh, yeah. the video. Oh my God. Can we talk about this after that? Hunty. Oh my God. I just, I love that he took the prison stereotype and turned it on its head in the absolute most hilarious, beautiful, artistic way. I just, Little Nod's ex, just, when I think about him and the goodness of gayness, mm-hmm. he just makes me gayer. I just love it. <laughs> and I just, and, 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 you know, we're living in a world that tells us not to be black, mm-hmm. not to be femme, mm-hmm. not to be queer, yeah. not to be creative and all those things and not to be happy and be all those things. Yeah. People are trying to come at me because they're mad because they can't live their own lives. Exactly. I promise it, you that's part of what it is. It comes because with I the territory. You, I get it. It does. Yeah. It really does. Because when you when you have a person, again, like me, who is completely unfettered and unbound by the bullshit of the world scares people people are trying to figure that out yeah people are people are always going to be trying to figure out why i'm so successful outside of the box when they think being inside the box is a personality and it's not yeah but 
real quick, real quick, because one, I completely understand where you're coming from. Also, that um, that person who is chasing clout and being dumb, I hope they can pay their rent because I don't think they will ever be able to pay their rent. But that's neither here nor there. Little Nas X, can I? Can we just talk about the magnificent? Like, one, I'm still on this weird Kanye West. Like, I don't want to support this man, but he makes really great beats, and that was a beat that he used for Little Nas X. Can we talk about the rollout? How he set people up last week, say with that little mini video he did on Twitter, and then he came yes. with it, and then it's very interesting. You know what's interesting to me is watching. I don't want. I hope please, if I'm saying this incorrectly, go ahead and correct me. How we see two different. Um, Decades, I want to say decades or generations in gay culture, because uh, let's be realistic, yes. in the gay community, there was a whole generation lost because of the AIDS epidemic, and it's still yes. being lost yes. because of things that's going on. But you have yes. men that are older gays, it's like, why did he have to do the prison complex? This looks bad for black people. This looks bad. And I'm like, no, it actually doesn't, because let's be realistic. Oh, yeah, no, I was reading a few threads, and it really started from Al, Al Reynolds, and I was like, sir, you, had, you took so long to figure out that you were bisexual. Nothing wrong with that. Embrace it, love it. He does look like he gives good sex in bed, but we ain't going to talk about that and then you have Ooh. another like another um another gay um commentator which is funky dineva and a few others that's like whoa 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 this is making our hearts sing because we've have had to be in the corner not the corner but in the closet for so long when you think about people like yes. um luther vandros and i can't think yes. of anybody else right now but you know what i mean where you are they yes. had to hide george michael your, um, yes elton john for yes. a long time boy george um mm-hmm. uh uh where's my favorite um uh, little richard yes and they yeah. had to yeah. hide that and i'm just like right. but these are also men that i was like they really should had to hide it because they had beautiful talents so then you have this little black boy i don't want to call him a black boy because he's a full black man now but you right this, i know what you mean yeah. he's a little 21 year old thing right <laughs> and he is embracing his everything like he came out he's like yep i'm gay i'm a barb yes. you got a problem with it go suck my dick and then he's like i'll yes, just go twerk on second stick but i was like the mad like the choreography the sound yes. the fact that he yes. even had a cis hetero man and the guy was like yeah jack hollow i won't wear pink and it was just saying like well let's be real Realistic. This is actually what we need to talk about in this community, and I love it. I loved everything about it. You I can't love be afraid out. of it. You, you know, I you can't be afraid. I think it's amazing what he's doing right now, and I love that he's doing it. Um, like you said, we've lost so many, if not physically, but emotionally, because they just could not be themselves mm-hmm. in their own time. To have Little Nas X for me at thirty nine, mm-hmm. I live. I stand, I want the the young little boys to see him and understand that, yes, this is also a way for black men to express themselves. You know, if you are gay, you can be this. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to act straight. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do any of those things. And so I love it, frankly. And I hope that, you know, people are just staying mad at his representation, representation of truth. Because if I had seen Lil Nas X at an early age, I would have been able to really say, yes, I see what he's doing. I see me, you know, and not necessarily that that would have, you know, quote, influenced me to go out and be twerking in the streets or whatever they want to say he's doing. It would have just helped me to understand me by seeing me on TV. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all these parents are just always talking about, oh, what if the children, the children? Let me tell you something. You know, you go to daycare or, you know, black folks, you go to the lady around the corner house, you right. know what I'm saying? 
Y'all all sitting around watching Days of Our Lives because that's what she's watching. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Bold and y'all beautiful, kids, yes. But you're, but you're watching a grown adult, men and women kissing, sometimes, you know, having stimulated sex. Obviously, in the 90s, it was, you yeah. know, under the sheets and stuff. But it's not like we did not see that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, don't tell me that Lil Nas X is a bad influence when we literally grew up seeing this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it did not make me straight. Can we can we keep it real and funky fresh? Watching those shows, let me tell you, I was like, all of them are really shitty ass people. They had horrible relationships. They couldn't communicate with each other. The toxicity right. by itself was ridiculous. Like I always yes. was like, why is Reg cheating on Taylor with Brooke if he wants to be with Brooke, but he can't be oh, with Brooke because his family doesn't like? I said this is some bullshit. I said let a man do this shit to me. I want to be real quick. Like yo, you can go stuck that dick in something and that does not why, live. That's why they didn't have any black people on that show. <laughs> because honey, anybody yeah. black would have been like, you know what? We taking this off script because this is some bullshit. Come on, uh uh-uh. uh. And then when they did have black people, they gave them the most horrible storylines. Because I'm like, oh no, god, Drusilla and all of what. Well, we won't go there. But am I? And here's what's funny. <laughs> My grandmother tell this day, she's like, I really didn't think you were paying attention. I was like, I, I only had to pay attention so I know what not to do in real life. Because I was like... Look, because those were some of the most toxic and messed up people I've ever seen in what? my life. Listen, I think those shows are the reason Karen's are like popping off. Oh, because you, Because you know, when you, when you watch Bold and the Beautiful and like... They got an issue with each other. They just barge into offices and slap <laughs> each other. And I'm yeah. like, you know where I'm from? You barge into somebody's household and you slap them. You leave in the body bag. You love right. <laughs> You believe in a, in a body bag, everybody's going to be crying over you. The last thing you're going to hear is somebody saying, <laughs> you know, like. What, what, what? Th- that's why we have Karens now going out. You have my cell phone. Okay. All right. Give it oh, back. Oh. <laughs> I wish I wish a Karen would. I wish a Karen would because, you know, you're going to get what you give, honey. And oh. you want to call me something, you're going to get it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all I've been saying. Listen, listen. You want to call me something, you're going to get it. You know, I'd be sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, let me be out somewhere. And somebody like, I think you have my child's phone. Like, okay, first of all, does your child have a little Yoda pop socket on the back of their phone? No. Right. And if they did, well, let's do this. Call your child's number from your cell phone and see if that actually rings on this phone. Because I have no way in the 20 point five seconds that you had ran over to go ahead and call whatever service provider and say, yeah, I need you to switch this number on this phone. Like right now. No, that's just not going to happen. I could not believe, I could not believe that mess. Um, that entire hotel would have been mine after that. Oh, did you see the new one? There was a gentleman in Walmart that, um, he had to go into a Walmart and he went up to, um, one of the associates and had them on camera to explain the situation because this woman in the parking lot was using track my phone, which I still don't understand. Oh, this one. Yeah, how this even worked. Because <sighs> tracking the phone would have meant, hey, when you got into the Walmart, you should have looked at the app and maybe realized you were a couple points of seconds off. And also, that GPS may not be the best because it's going to cover a bigger range mm-hmm. than what you think. But she right. is accusing this man from the parking lot going into the Walmart. And her son walks in with his phone. So the gentleman's like, okay, so can we get an apology? Because he was like, yeah, call the police because we're going to talk about it. 
So oh, you can go fuck she, yourself. Yeah, she was like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> but see what they what what happened when you do dumb shit like this. You got to think about when you're doing it if you're going to be an asshole because they found out she works for Casa Permanente mm-hmm. and guess what? Social media went to work. And Kaiser Permanente huh. said, we're going to go ahead and review the situation. But I'm just sitting there thinking the whole time, in both these these instances, if you just had somebody call the phone, if that phone rings, it proves it proves this, that, and the third. You're obviously the culprit. I mean, look at you. I mean, you obviously robbed liquor stores, so you must have stolen and, the phone. And he even said that. You know? oh, I got tattoos. So he's like, I got tattoos, so maybe, you know, I'm just already being blamed, but it just goes to that whole thing, that, that whole energy where people just, I, I, I think somehow Bold and the Beautiful and all these other shows got people thinking they can do the wildest of shit and then just society yeah. in general. And I'm like, listen, there needs to be a revolution where you just step outside and if you've been doing that stupidity, somebody <laughs> punches you in the face. The yeah. minute you well, step I mean, outside. Here's the thing. It happens more than you know. It's just that nobody's talking about oh, it. Yeah. Or yeah. If they are, it's taboo. Because believe me, you know, uh, <laughs> you want to hear something hilarious? Sure. During the mail, uh, the mail, I guess you could say, delays uh, in, you know, December, January, after, you know, our former president tried to, you know, basically F the Postal Service, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was waiting for medication for my dog, right, that mm-hmm. paid for monthly, automatically, and it shipped to me monthly. And so, you know, for a particular reason, I received one. And about a week later, I still hadn't received the second one. And usually they come within days of each other. And so I called uh, our now former vet to ask, you know, about, you know, where the product was and, you know, wondering if maybe I could get some kind of, you know, extra dose or something like that because, you know, it's something for my dog, right? Mm -hmm. So secretary... is basically, I guess, thinking, because, you know, all black people want to get something for free, right? right. That's what she's thinking. <laughs> so, so she's saying, well, you know, I mean, it's going to cost blah, 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 blah. I said, well, okay, I've already paid for one, so how would this work? Um, well, you could come and get it. I said, well, I'm not going to come and get it because, A, I've already paid for one, right. and B, that's a $30 Uber ride back and forth just to get a pill? No. No, I'm not going to do that. Can you send it to me? And she starts, well, just a whole bunch of stuff. And at this point, I basically say to her, look, what can you do? Because I need this pill for my dog. I don't have time to play. Like, just what can you do? And she, you know, you know, you don't need to talk to me like that. I said, "Ma'am, look, honey, we're not doing this today." And this was right after the uh, uh, insane events on January sixth at our nation's capital. Mm-hmm. So I was really just like, you know what? Look, honey, after all that bullshit yesterday, please, please don't ever talk to me like that. First of all, second of all, I already told you I'm not coming down there. So what can we do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Customer service. Right, right, right. So, I'm then transferred to somebody else. So, take the order. 
she can't take the order until the doctor approves it, right? So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. So nobody calls me back, right? Now, I get a message from somebody who knows this vet because they uh, have a working relationship with the vet from the shelter that they are associated with. And they basically say, oh, well, you know, I don't think, I don't think you're going to hear back from them because people don't take too kindly to being threatened with violence. I said, what? Right. I said, what? I said, what, what are you talking about? Uh, so this person's been telling me, oh yeah. Uh, you know, the, the secretary said you made them cry and that you threatened violence. I I said, uh, Threatened violence, how? So anyway, all that to say is, I called over there myself. Doctor calls me back. You know, we're having a talk, and he's basically saying, "Well, you know, she said this and da 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 da." And I said, "So you mean to tell me that after I said I wasn't going to come down there?" Somehow she heard me saying whatever she thought she heard me say, which I don't even know what, because at no point did I ever threaten any kind of violence on her. Because like I said, I'm not coming down there. Why would I pay money to come down there to pick up something that should have already been sent to me and that you need to be trying to figure out what happened to, right? (laughs) So... I, I, I literally was like, so, so you're telling me that after I said I wasn't going to come down there, that I'm going to pay $30 for an Uber ride, 15 roughly each way, to throw hands, right, then come back home and teach three cello students in a row and practice for a concert that I have coming up? I said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. I said, and for you to even insinuate something like that, is not only rude, but it's racist. Mm, yeah, that's the reality. Of I it right said, there. because let me tell you something. I said, do you know what people's hands look like who bite? I said, do you realize I would be off my instrument for days, if not in jail for fighting? Mm-hmm. I said, now I might bless you out to high heaven. But at no point will I ever lay hands upon anybody because that's ungentlemanly. Mm-hmm. He felt like a fucking fool, too. And I was incensed about it. I really, really was because the thing is, and I said this to him, she's lucky I'm the kind of person that I am because she literally reached for the one thing no one could ever accuse me of. Because anybody who actually knows me will tell you, no, Wade Davis would never threaten violence on anybody. But Curse that's you what they wanted. To high heaven? They wanted Curse you, you to go to there. Yeah. Right. No, but, but I wasn't going to go there. Why would, I, why would I go all the way down there? Like mm-hmm. I said, I wasn't going to pay $30 to go pick up something that should have already been to me and that they needed to figure out where it was. 
Yeah, but it would fulfill their prophecy, you know, you know, because obviously, quote unquote, you people, you know, you're violent, you know, you know, and that's why I'm, you know, a racist piece of crap anyway, but it didn't work out. And now I have to cover up my racism by making a whole bunch of excuses that you said all this threatening violence thing when none of that even happened. You know, well, the funniest part, again, is that, like I said, she literally reached for what she thought would be the thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She thought that would, oh, that will absolve me. But then again, like I said, anybody who actually knows me will tell you, no, Wade Davis is not capable of that. So you sound like a goddamn fool. So all that to say is that's when I let homeboy know that Mr. Gibbs and I will not be requiring your services any further. Mm-hmm. You may send his records to me immediately. So they never sent it after all that. Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't even send it. No, <laughs> come on. Right. Shh. Doesn't matter now, though. I let everybody know exactly what happened. Dude, dude, trying to end the conversation. Talking about them. Well, you know, you know, these white boys all of them play guitar. <laughs> anyway, um, talking about some. Uh, you know, I hope we can, you know, play music together sometime. You know, I've heard you're really crazy. I, was, I said, that will never be happening. Yeah. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would never deign to get my jamming skills out for you. Not after this. you got to be kidding me. See, this is where cancel culture comes in handy because those type of people need to be canceled per- permanently. Let's be realistic. Cancel culture is only for black women. And I say that. It really that, is. Thank let me you. Tell you something. <laughs> Go that ahead. dude is still a vet. His secretaries are probably still working right there. Mm-hmm. They did not change anything because they're just desperate to act like nothing happened when they uh, know mm-hmm. that that was wrong. Exactly. But that's okay. Because like I said, he probably she literally him. went for the, the lowest thing she could that yeah. she thought would absolve her. And it turned out to be the one thing nobody could ever actually accuse me of who knows me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just how you know. Some of these white people are just desperate. Desperate yeah. to, to, to make us look like just heathens, hooligans, and, and anything but children of God. But let's be realistic. They like to project all their inner hatred onto other people that are relatively peaceful. Even when you look at history, sociology, anthropology, everyone's like, well, y'all, everyone's boring. I was like, everyone's going to war because there's resources involved, you idiot. I said, but y'all like to war for just no good goddamn reason. And in fact, inflict your own weird misogynistic hatred on other people like we're over here living our best life yeah we might have went to war for some territory but at the end of the day we're like okay we got the territory you got seven years where you got to work for us and then we'll let you go or you might be married into our family versus y'all which is like we're going to have chattel slavery and then we're going to rape you and then on top of raping you we're going to cause this very weird dichotomy saying that oh we don't like black women but black women are the most um which I'm calling useful and cost more as slaves versus black men. And they were rel- relatively free black men very quickly, but then black men fell some kind of way. Cause then they would turn around and kill them. It's a very weird situation when you look at it from psychological perspectives. Yeah. Also to that lady, um, if you're going to play a Karen, you should come talk to me. You should, you missed it. L and Rob both looked at me when you brought up Karen and they was wondering if I was going to let my inner Karen out. <laughs> I have told them I will not, but I have a very good Karen I from keep, being around I, white people. For twenty plus years I of my life, telling you oh, honey, we'll get a I could ex- pull a Karen too. I can, yes. I can pull out shrewd white woman. Ooh, isn't it beautiful when you hit that? When you I hit didn't it. take your phone, all right? 
I didn't take it. I will take your phone because it's mine. No, no, no you're not no, going to take no, my phone. You will not overtalk me, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. R- Roberto, whatever your name is. Right. This is my phone, and you're being a little bit aggressive right now, so stay no, in your place. No, nobody's being aggressive. Stay. What are you talking about? Uh, you are about? yelling at me. Don't I'm not you yelling yell at, at you. Gosh. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> oh, hell right, no. Cry, I'm so right, hell gotta start crying no. now. I'm, oh, I'm so glad I caught this. I, I'm, I'm so glad I, I'm posting this on YouTube right now. You ain't got no phone to post it, sir. I was recording the whole motherfucking thing. <laughs> Oh my! I keep telling you. Let me tell you I was hurt into actually no. I'm worse than a Karen. I'm Claire Underwood. Give it. Oh, yes, yes. I'll turn into Claire Underwood, honey. I'll turn into Claire Underwood on. Oh, I love it. Oh God! Yes, I fear for my life. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that'd be the. That'd no, be, but that'd you, but you can't say, you can't say it with any fear though. You got to say it with that that Claire. That, yes. I was afraid for my life. <laughs> yes. That's funny. I didn't know what was going to happen. I needed protection. Mm. I thank you for coming to my aid. Anytime. We are here for you. Oh, he threatened to kill me. Lord, I listen and listen, and you know what? And thinking about the story, the story you just told, Wade, the fact that that was the recourse that she took. And I said it and I said it again. I was like, you know what? Nine times out of ten, she was also banging him. Because that, that to me, and and I don't care how crass that sounds. Because when Vets ain't got it like that. I'm just letting you know right now. <sighs> vets don't pull dick like that or pussy or ass or yeah, whatever. Yeah, she, she most likely does not, honey. Because I'm telling you, honey, that chick is busted. The, oh, oh, no. Oh, she, hold oh, on. Oh, she is giving him oh, The more oh, busted they look. The more likely they're giving hit under the under the desk. It's okay. Never mind. I take it back. Uh, cause you, listen, <laughs> I, listen. Because when I hear tactics like that, because the thing about it is, I've seen situations where somebody <laughs> somebody tries to pull some some ish, even in, just in a general sense. They try to pull some ish. They go to the one person that is is somehow connected with them or is, is somehow involved with them, or they feel like they've they've got this person to where they can talk about some BS and that person's just going to buy it. And we see that, you know, all the time. So when mm-hmm. she was going with the, the tears and the whole nine, nine times out of ten, he's like, you know, I just took her ass out to dinner last week or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, you know, or, ba- or basically, or she knows about all my shit that I do when I'm not here and I can't afford that shit getting out. So I'm going to listen to her instead of actually going here and using any kind of logic. And then, you know, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, it's number two, not number one. I'm telling you right now, vets. Don't yeah, it's number two. Point. It's number two. Yeah, it's no, number no. Two. Like I said, I, number two, like she, he knows a lot of shit. Okay. We can go with that. Yeah. Like, but you know, oh, I promise you, honey, cause let me tell you again, home girl is, Whack out busted, okay? Believe me. She ain't pulling that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Look, we all know what happens in the, like, we're not, let me not go there. Let me not. Uh, I'm just saying, the more busted somebody is, you know they nasty, and you be looking at them like, I know you ain't. I just need you to use Listerine before you talk to me because your funky ass breath and what you do with your mouth is not appropriate right here. But anyway, I'll calm down. I'm sorry. But you know what? It goes back to an earlier point that was made that to me, the this has always been the case. It's just that we have social media now to capture it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's yeah. not like so it's not like this is like a new fed that, you know, Karen's are going around saying saying these types of things. Sure you know, the racist, you know, racism 
is something that's been prevalent for centuries upon end. So now people are getting scared because the, you know, the playing field is getting a little bit more leveled out. People don't have the power that they used to. Is it, is it completely equal? No, but there's some traction now. There's some voices that could be heard that you weren't able to express it as yeah. easy as you were before. So now that yeah. we have a voice, people are getting scared. What, they're talking back now? Oh, no, right. we can't have this. Yeah. I got to do something, yeah. you, know, you know. And so now they can't be as openly hateful because now they're getting called out on it. You can't just right. say and the things. That, yeah, you can't just say those things anymore. You have to be held accountable, you know. Right, right. And, of course, you know, we talked about this in our last episode. Sadly, you have a lot of black folks that will uphold that stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? And that's really where the danger is. Yeah. But here's what I just found out mm-hmm. about somebody that we had discussed last uh, episode. That was episode Raquel White Gilmer is no longer with the SO Orchid. <gasps> Apparently, she has resigned from the position of leadership. Oh, I was going to say real quick that there was an open position because I was, you know, I was doing some surfing on Indeed and I was like, BSO? Hey, wait a minute. Is this what, is this what Wade was talking about? So dun, that dun, might be dun. it. Interesting. <laughs> well, and the reason, of course, the reason, of course, because this was told to me was because um, uh, I have just put out uh, an announcement about a masterclass series that I'm doing on the Bach Cello Suite. And uh, cellist from the Baltimore Symphony sent me a message saying, oh, this looks great. You know, please put me on the list. You know, uh, put me on your email list. I would love to, to, you know, get more updates as more information comes out. And they said, oh, uh, did you see Raquel White and Gilmer left Orchid? I said, I could not care less about her or that program. I hope they're doing right by the children. And I left it at that. Mm-hmm. Wow. We've moved on. <laughs> you know, it's it's wild when people really sit in those positions and think that the, the BS they help perpetuate is not going to bite them in the ass. It's right. Like, and I, promise you, I promise you, honey, that's probably what happened. Somebody probably realized. Well, actually, <laughs> I'll tell you what really happened. Probably somebody looked into what I was saying about how the fact that she is not a musician, has zero musical background, and was brought in as an undercover lawyer after that situation broke when a teacher uh, apparently called the children, quote, little monkeys, which we talked about in the last episode. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I promise you. Somehow, she probably got pressured to leave once people caught wind that she has not a musical bone in her body and was brought on as undercover damage control. What purpose are you? <laughs> right, right, right. Because I remember I was in a meeting once and I basically said to her, you have no musical experience, so you're not going to be a part of this conversation. And I turned back around and went back to the person that I was talking to. I love that. Because I'm like, honey, you don't get to talk about musical aptitude when you don't play an instrument, didn't study an instrument, don't know what it takes to master an instrument. No, ma'am. <laughs> It always comes around. I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too, because I knew it. I knew eventually something was going to happen with that mess. And I promise you that whole program is toppling as we speak. Because, you know, the funniest thing is that apparently Marin Alsop is no longer the 
conductor of the Baltimore Symphony. Her last performance was apparently on Juneteenth with the BSO, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. I really don't know too much more than that because, as you know, I don't care. <laughs> My friend Melissa was just alerting me to that fact because a soprano favorite of ours had come to sing something for this concert. So that's the only reason I knew about that. Mm -hmm. But again, <laughs> I don't care. So. <laughs> Shoot. You know, that's that's the that's the, the beautiful thing though when you see it when you see you see it happen. It's just like you know, Right, like, when you see it happen. Right, like mm -hmm. like I told you this is gonna happen. Right. I tried right. to warn you. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. and at one point when I was at least willing to be civil with you and explain, hey, you know what, you might wanna think how you're stepping out of bounds right now, and you might wanna consider that everything that you're doing is not going to benefit you whatsoever. It's not going to hurt me. And I'm trying to tell you the nicest way possible to dial it back. I really was. And I she, really, really was. She didn't, she didn't want to listen. And now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> how's it well, I'm sure going? it's going to be interesting to find out, if I were to look into it, what the circumstances of her departure were. Hmm. Because I don't understand why anyone would leave a position like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you, you're basically not doing anything and getting a salary. Because she really wasn't doing anything, considering she knew nothing about music. Mm. We humbly recommend you put your resignation in. <laughs> or I'm not sure what happened, but... <laughs> right. it, that's probably what happened. Like, we... We recommend you put your two weeks in so we can do this in a tactful way. Or it was <laughs> the other way around. It was, hey, um, so my contract's up and I'm not renewing. Peace out, homie. Because oh, yeah. usually with things like that, they give the higher ups a contract. Once you mm -hmm. hit your 18 months, two years, you're out. We removed your position. <laughs> well, she started in... Oh, I don't even know the year. I would say maybe 2015. 15 and this 2020. Oh, wow. Hey. So, well, and, and, and I'll tell you this. While I do hear mm -hmm. what you're saying and completely agree, because I'm sure that is normal protocol, you know, BSO or kids does things a little bit differently. That is true. <laughs> as far right. as actually okay. following procedures. Okay. <laughs> And it's, it's yeah. things like that. So you never know how that contract, quote unquote, could have worked. <laughs> Don't show up Monday. Now get on out of here. Go <laughs> 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 on. Go on. Like, and hey, hey, if, if, if you need a bright side, it wasn't on Martin Luther King Day. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I just couldn't understand occupying a position over an organization that had something to do with something I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really just could not, I can't understand. I mean, for example, why would I go and be the CEO of a construction company? I know nothing about construction whatsoever. So for me to take a position like that would mean I would literally be sitting in an office doing nothing and getting paid because I know nothing about, about construction. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And I'm sure that it's such a complicated industry that there would be no way for me to do all the catch-up work that I would need. So, I mean, really, plus, if I were brought on as undercover damage control, I probably wouldn't need to learn it anyway. 
Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, because it's just really me there to fill a position. Mm-hmm. Right. It looked like it's being filled. See what I'm saying? Yeah, like we we needed somebody. We needed somebody to uh, to fill cover this. So it looked yeah. right. Yeah. So let's just give you the job, and and you know we'll we'll tell and you hope everything. Nobody you need to figures do. out that you know nothing about the position, mm-hmm. you know, or, or what the organization actually entails. Because you know, I always love when like you know the head of you know a group or an organization whips out their instrument you know, or sits down to tickle the ivories, you know, at a meeting or something. Um, I've always thought that was just a little way of just sort of letting folks know, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm with you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, you know, the fact that she could not do that, I, I mean, that's problematic as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you ever catch me as the head of a program, CEO of an orchestra program or something, you better believe I will be whipping out that cello every chance I get. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just to be like, hey, I do what you do. I just want you to know I'm here. I I know what you're doing. So, you know, we're in this together. I'm able, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like I'm I'm able to I'm able to walk each step with you and talk with you about this and know what right. you're going through or what you're trying to learn because I've been there. Right. Yeah. Right. But of course, you know, considering BSO or kids is really just a glorified after school program, again, they're really not worried about anybody actually being able to fill that position in real capacity because mm-hmm. they have no actual aspirations for those children, musically speaking. That's been proven. I will say, I have noticed, this is the weirdest thing I've noticed because I'm a weirdo, that in a lot of organizations, they like to do that a lot, like hire people with no real experience for those top-level positions. And I'm like, is this Mm -hmm. nepotism? Is this like you're doing something sneaky? And I'm like, why do you hire a business person to run a scientific organization? Like, I just ask these questions. Like, they know nothing about PCR. And they're running it like, so we're not buying this $12,000 equipment you need, but we're going to, you know, put this money over into payroll like what what, what? And I, I just right. they do that a lot and they do it when they want to dismantle stuff and they do it when they want to hide like you said high bullshit yeah. from the um, mm-hmm. sites of others we we just we just want to look good for the press and don't and really i mean they end up hiding stuff in plain sight and if people are really looking they can see it well you because, know because i like, mean for example i yeah. saw right through raquel white and gilmore as an accomplished musician like anybody looking at this situation would see this woman is not fit for this position mm-hmm. so what is she here for it's like what i've always you know said I'm it's like who you know gets you in the door what you know keeps you in the door you know right right yeah right. you got the position because you knew such and such but now eventually you actually have you're gonna have to show yeah. what you can do <laughs> yeah. right and, and the sad part is is that now we are getting to a point when it's becoming more about who you know rather than what you can actually do. Yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. Or how about- and it's mm-hmm. funny because I remember London kept telling me, oh, wait, you shouldn't be putting things about yourself on social media. You know, like, I'm a great cellist, blah, blah, blah. You know, nobody's doing that. And I said, you know what? I don't give up what everybody else is doing. Because guess what? There are people who are mediocre. Mm-hmm. who are way less than me, who are out there tooting themselves up. So why shouldn't I? 
Yeah. yeah. You need the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Or in the case of mediocre white women who run for kids. <laughs> Also, also remember it's about how well you can hide bodies like the better you can hide bodies aka situations they will keep mm-hmm. you and i, I you yep. learn that real quick and you'd be like so you have this hr situation coming up all right cool 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 and this is what you've been doing okay we're going to stop that we're going to transfer your your ass we're going to go ahead and make it seem like this person over here is crazy okay cool cool and then after we're done we're going to just say you asked me to gracefully leave and you're going to pay me out 1.2 million you good? good. We got the receipts. <laughs> Boom. Hey Wade. Hey Wade. Uh, yeah. I, so I had one last question. Don't do for it, Rob. Don't do now, it. Now these people over here have been getting on me because they these said these people. I divorced Houston. Alicia Keys. Remember on our last episode, oh we were talking about Alicia Keys and Beyonce. Yeah. You know what? Well, today, I. Today, they said say. that not I today. am a home wrecker because. I have a relationship with her. I didn't call you a home record. Let's get that. You right. said that <laughs> I abandoned them. I called you a misogynistic and an ageist. Get Look, the just terms because correct. she's only like twenty four doesn't like, mean there's a pro- uh, there's something want, wrong with it. She don't okay? want you. Alicia Keys is in your demographic, and Alicia Keys demographic. Don't want you what is, we were just talking about equality. <laughs> equality, and, and then you you're going to throw a demographic in there. Okay, you know what? It's I okay. love her. It's okay, Wally Coyote. It's okay. Wally, uh, super genius. So, so Wade. So Wade. Yes. Uh, 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 I think. I think. I, I think her is the best thing since sliced bread. Now, and you would agree with me that oh, it is okay. Uh, like, like, like her is up there, or she's getting up there, right? Like, H. You talking about H period E period R period? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We love oh, her. Yeah. But what Rob? Yeah. Has this t- t- Rob thinks that Alicia Keys wants him, and now he has switched from Alicia Keys saying we're divorced now to her because her is younger. My issue is that is ages. That is not true, and that is horrible. Love her for her and her music, I her do. musical accolade, her talents. But you don't have to marry her. You need to stay Look, away from her. She don't you want need to you. tell her to stop singing those songs. You're a whole you know? married man out here. Okay, dude, so you're telling you me that you have divorced Alicia Keys for her. Is that correct? No, we're working it out, okay? I'm working it out with all of them. No, all right, no, no, it's no. a complicated scenario because they play, hard to, her. they play hard to get. We're talking, you know? we're talking about a woman who is half the age of the other woman, I guess, right? Yes. Practically. But uh, Leah said okay. age is just a number. I don't understand. R. Kelly wrote that song, so you cannot use oh, that as oh, a reason. Yeah. Okay, you're I will have take to pop that. Okay, you're yeah. have to pop that one. All right, you know what? I will. I will I, take I, that one back because I can't defend that man. Thank so, you. So yeah, I, I will. Right, I will, more and more is coming out, and it's just even more disgusting. I'm just like, ugh, R. Kelly, why? I want to pee on you. Oh, oh, oh God. God. Right, right. What are you doing, sir? Dave Chappelle. Oh. Sir. sir. No, there's more. There's more. It's, there's more it's, than it's that? Crazy. It's crazy. Well, there's yeah. more coming out. Yeah, there's more that's come out. I suppose in the past couple of days, my Twitter it's had crazy. lit up about it. Well, that and, and uh, how horrible the new Gossip Girl is. <laughs> oh, that Gossip Girl. I can't even watch it. I was like, just let the classic stay. Listen. Yes. Listen, I literally just want Leighton Meester, who mm-hmm. played Blair Waldorf in the original, to come back and eat these kids alive with her acting. Because none of these kids can hold the candles to Blair Waldorf. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I was just like, why are you? You know what? First of all, yes. first of all, mm-hmm. that chick, Julianne Calloway, she looks like a damn Ewok. <laughs> so I'm like, honey, she is not Witcher. going to be the new Serena Vanderwoodson. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That is not happening. Okay. Because, yeah. honey, Serena Vanderwoodson had that hair. Okay. Like, the hair, the not, look, the under, the. Mm. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, we're not playing. And then, you know, while I live for Monet's look, she and Luna are just way too mean. Like, there's no humor in this show whatsoever. Like, the other one was funny because it was like, okay, we all knew these archetypes from these rich private schools, but the fun of the show was to hear these hilarious jokes and, you know, little bon mots, but to also get inside of these heads and hearts, right? Right. I feel like this new show... It's just taking the title of something, but it's not really doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's not. And with the mm-hmm. teachers involved, oh, oh, my God. Exactly. You know what I would have liked if they would have done this? And this sounds a little weird, but just hear me out. If they rebooted Gossip Girl and they used, like, the original cast cousins or younger um, siblings who are now about high school age or early college yeah. age. We can get yeah. out of this whole high school thing. Let's go ahead and put them in college. I think that's a little bit of better dynamic and it allows you to add the teachers in. And I just think that right. would have been just 10% a little bit better. Yeah, because the, the, the fact that they're in high school puts these teachers in a very sick place, frankly. Yes. Because first of all, I'm like, as a former public school teacher for all of <laughs> three weeks with Baltimore City Public Schools, um, I can tell you, first of all, we doing lesson plans. Mm-hmm. Second of all, we not hanging out with other teachers outside of school. That's pathetic. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, this is just, like, this new mess is just, it's so bad I had to start watching the new, the old one again. Uh, you know, I started watching mm-hmm. the, the old one again. But that's what that's how you know when a show is not up to caliber. When you're like, I'll just go right. watch the original. It's we're not doing now. This. Believe me, I'm going to hate watch every episode as oh. they drop. Yes, okay. Yes. Just because you know, yeah. I have but, to hate watch the show just to see what they're doing. But it's just so awesomely bad. Like Monet and Luna are just so mean with no backstory as to why they're mean. They don't even seem like they like Julianne. Like none of them seem like they actually like each other. You know, like. It's just very, Mm. yeah, it should have been in college. It should have been in college because Mm -hmm. then they could have gotten away with more of what they are doing right now. And like you said, it would have been a way to involve a professor or something. But in high school, it just doesn't work. We need to move beyond high school, like you said. Right. And you also Euphoria has captured that dynamic of high school so yes. beautifully that we don't yes. this gossip girl. But you know what else I realized with it? I think sometimes we forget like the writers and the screenwriters, they might have been building up to something and I feel like that's when you need to rein them in and be like, let's be more a little bit more logical. Like if they hate each other, then we need to show that plot line, that subplot line of little things saying, Oh, well, you know, Luna stole Juliana's man and that's why they can't right. like something, a hint of it. And they don't have to say it just like that, like I said it, because I couldn't think of nothing creative to say. Or you could be like, Well, Luna and Julianne <laughs> likes to share seconds and thirds. 
sometimes together, oh. sometimes apart. Oh. Perfect Ooh. gossip girl moment. Right. Something. Because, I mean, honey, none of these kids are giving me life with the acting. I'm just like, this is bad. This is so bad. I can't even describe how bad it is. It's just so bad. And to go back and watch the original, it's just sending me so hard because, like, the acting is on point. The clothes, the fashion, just and Lily and Rufus. Mm. I don't care what nobody say. They were the perfect couple. They should have stayed together in the end. I was mad that they got a divorce because Bart back came back to life. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It made me mad because they. Because I feel like first of all, Kelly Rutherford is just such an incredible actress. Like she is such a great actress. And I feel like she portrayed this happiness when she was with Rufus that was so real. It was so palpable that she did not have with Bart. Mm. And it's crazy to go back and start watching it from the beginning because you really do see it develop in such a beautiful, clever way. And that's what this new show is just not giving. They're trying to put a name on something that was successful and giving it a fraction of the formula that actually made the original so successful. Because, I mean, let's face it, Blair Waldorf is the iconic head bitch of all time. Like, period. She understood. Yes. Right. She understood the assignment of being Queen Bee. And she was, period, to the T. Even when she and Chuck got toxic, she was still on her A-game for the most part. Yep. So, you know, like I said, I just want her to come back and eat these kids alive and that's and somebody's mom <laughs> even if it's not someone's mom that's why i think college would be perfect because i could see blair being like the, the not editor but like working at a fashion magazine and one of the girls end up at a fashion magazine and she sees that yeah. she's doing the gossip girl thing and she snatches her and gets her together like one your outfit's not worth this two the way that you're reading them uh, is 2010 oh. to me i'm get it together and lastly oh, God, and just yes. come back and be like also the man you're sleeping with i'm going to tell you now keep up your plan b because he's never going to be with you like just get her there and then like kind of mentor her into what it looks like to be the queen bee because she's like i see one percent of myself in you you don't need to get on the writing team <laughs> for gossip girl i'm serious because this is show i would have watched I can't tell my friends about my, my little what I would like to see if they was to reboot Living Single and they was like what the <gasps> would you like to hear it I don't mind if someone takes this idea because I want them to do it I want oh. it to be centered in DC and they're at Howard University now hear me out Overton and Sinclair actually make good money because come to find out Overton owned the building that's why he was the building maintenance man because he brought the building at a cheap rate <laughs> and Kyle was helping him get his money up that's why Overton never really fretted about money because him and Kyle had that synergistic relationship so Kyle and um, Kyle and Maxine had a son and he is now mm-hmm. trying to be an up and coming rapper but he went to Howard on the behunts of his father to get a business degree just in case the rap career didn't work Kyle and uh, Maxine's son is kind of like Wale-ish. He has like this London flair with this New York swag. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Okay, so let's yeah. move on. Overton and Sinclair ended up having twins. 
the twins are the ex- polar opposite of them. So one of the twins is really geeky and nerdy and is going to go into STEM. And the other one is kind of like aloof and hippy-dippy-ish. But come to find out, it's kind of really intelligent. So they prop, but the twins are down at Howard. One is going for medical school. The other one is like trying to figure out their life and just kind of floating around a little bit. Sinclair, not Sinclair, wrong person. Khadijah ends up being the dean of Howard's um, communication department. You need to write this down. You're there? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, like, like. And I haven't even got to Regine yet. Regine has a daughter, and her daughter is trying very desperately not to be like Regine with the whole fashion sense. So she is the complete opposite of Regine. However, she really does have a natural sense of fashion, and she's currently mm-hmm. in D.C., but she's not at Howard. She's at Georgetown getting her law degree. So it kind of irks her mom that she's kind of like <clears throat> Maxine a little bit. And then you have mm-hmm. the hijinks that come involved with all of them. The parents only pop up during special times of the year, which is like homecoming and like Khadijah kind of looks out for them they own a brownstone down there because guess what Kyle set his son up the same way that he was helping Overton like look I have this brownstone Mm -hmm. everyone can live here while they're at school don't do nothing stupid and then you just get to see them develop (laughs) on their own whether they become friends or not that's cool I do not want none of them to end up sleeping together with each other because I think that's a little weird also I would like for the one that's kind of hippie-ish I see him as being queer and, or non-binary so that's why he's trying to find himself not realizing that his parents will love him and accept him for the way he is or way they are my apologies because they just are very loving because honestly out of everyone in that whole show Sinclair and Overton had the most loving open communicative relationship mm-hmm. possible very, very sweet. yeah and that's what my what I see as that so Chris you have a J.R.R. Tolkien like um, layered uh, detail to this story now that you now have a new job, which is to write this out. What? <laughs> you think I want to write this out? You, uh, you don't have a choice anymore because you <laughs> went into such psychological detail that uh-huh. it would be an injustice for you not to make this. But I think it was, I just think that would be the best way to do a re- reboot without it feeling like it took from living single and then them them they being in New York and following the parents all over again because the parents are done. They oh, yeah. did their life. I don't disagree. Right. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. It was quite impressive. Well, we have we have gone everywhere. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm currently on. I'm currently on Twitter and I'm tweeting at Queen Latifah. Like, who do we need to talk to to get in touch with you so we can talk to you about this idea that we have Look, that Chris has. Uh, also, be like if you need a cellist for some bars. Yes. Oh, best for believe. The theme song. I'm here. You will be a part of the theme song and the soundtrack and picking the musical accolades and the tones that happen because when there's the quirky moments, a wonderful little <laughs> will come in. And when it's serious, you for need the passion, the right one. for that emotion, those strings. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has been so silent. Good. Well. It has been so awesome having you back, Wade. This is this is truly this is this has truly been a lot of fun. Thank you. I always enjoy myself. <laughs> love that man, and love and love having you on the show because quite on, quite honestly, and I and you know it's funny. I get I I always tell Rob. I said you know you keep trying to recruit folks on the show. And we don't have enough mics, but if we're going to ever have one person that we're like, this is the fourth person on the show, it's going to be Wade. That's yes. the only time that's making. That's the only time it's making sense. If we're having, the, if it's a fifth one, Keith Knight. After that, that's it. It's like, <laughs> listen, 
and is and and every time every time you know he he says you know that the guests we had on there were really great. I'm like, listen, Rob, you can't keep, keep recruiting folks. Sorry, we ain't got enough mics. But listen, if it's Wade, that's yeah. fine. But then also think about it. It has the that's a tough competition because you add Wade on and then be like, okay, now Wade brings a lot of fire. Can you imagine like we had like a HR like a, a interview, like yeah, we're looking for a fifth member, but um. You got a little. We see. We looked over your resume. We listened to your audio demos, but yeah, uh, can. You, I don't know if you can actually match Wade's energy, and that's what we kind of need. You know who can match my energy most likely? Who? Billy Porter. Yes. Yes. Or 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 uh-huh. or Dominique Jackson. Ooh. I would love to co-host with one of them. Oh my god. They would give you all the tea, all the flair, all the knowledge. Oh, honey, because I live for Dominique Jackson, honey. My God. Yes. Oh. And Billy. Billy. Uh, Billy's my baby. <laughs> Billy is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love he everything really he has done in the last 20 years. And the fact that he is just now getting his alkalades in the last five. Oh, that's you another. Know what, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, honey, that's how it happens for the best. It, that's really, I'm discovering how it happens for the best. The best people get their shine after 40. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, yeah. I'll tell you this other thing and then we'll let you go. So I also <laughs> had this crazy idea where I want Billy Porter and, oh, I'm going to mess up the man's name. He played on um, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I'm going to mess up his name. He was um, the, um, oh, he has a, oh, I'm going to mess up his name. I can't think of his name right now. It's left the tip of my tongue. One second. I'm so sorry for holding you up. Elle, did you know she had all these characters? <sighs> Listen. <laughs> did you know this? Listen. Uh, Titus Burgess, that's it. I'm so sorry for cutting you off, but I want Billy Porter and Titus Burgess to do a six-episode run where they have like conversations with themselves. Six and just, episodes. Just six episodes I, because I, it's I a see. limited run. Edition, I see. And okay. they want to have conversations with themselves talking about being on Broadway, working in the industry, everything. Like they do actors on actors. But the difference is I also want it to be kind of where they have like a little sitcom feel where they're at a restaurant and they're talking about their new gigs. And someone comes <laughs> up like, oh, my God, it's Titus. And he's like, mm, yes, yes. Yeah, sure. And they get really excited. And then like he's like, can I get a signature? And she, he's like, no, I'm at lunch. And then they have this moment like, fans but then also billy porter has that same moment as like fans but then like they kind of just have this dialogue about like everything about their lives like growing up because they have very similar backgrounds and each episode mm-hmm. we take something talk about something different so first we talk about working in broadway walk, working on network shows working um doing the, like you know doing the 80s and 90s you know mm-hmm. relationships romance and they have these little moments where they're sarcastic with each other and they snip at each other but they're also good with each other and the last episode yeah. is a full production where they do a two-man show on broadway <sighs> with musical and everything that is what i want it has to be a limited edition and so six episode plus the seventh one which is a broadway show when okay. is the audition right. and, and and also how will <laughs> folks be like tuning into this well it's going to be on hbo max or yeah, it's going to be on HBO Max. Okay. On Netflix, mm-hmm. Or would it get Netflix attention? Netflix might do better for it because then the Broadway show can be on Broadway and then they can hire BIPOCs. Oh, about, that's true. What about Hulu? Yeah. Hulu and NBC. Yeah. I mean, it's nigga be careful. I'm not trying to deal with nigga be careful right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Netflix might be the bigger, the bigger bank there, especially for the Broadway 
episodes. Amazon Prime? Mm. No. Yeah. Well, if it went to Paramount Plus, though, <laughs> maybe. Oh, Mr. Gibbs agreed. Oh, see. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Gibbs. <sighs> right. He gave you gave you a thumbs up there. Or a spark up. <laughs> and on that note. Wait, what? Thank you for coming <laughs> on to the show. We definitely enjoy having you. Nine times out of ten, uh, we we know we're going to have you back on. Definitely, uh, definitely. You know, we we unlike other other shows, we we love our guests to return and uh, <laughs> you know just rock out with us. So that's always yeah. a thing. I just enjoy hearing his stories, man. The, yes, the, <laughs> the stories are the incredible. Stories, the stories and the tea. The yes. tea. Yes. Dear gosh. Like, I'm telling you, wait, find a way to, to monetize that. Like, you just have it tea. Like, listen. Listen. He can just tea. write it down. Like, all he has to do is just write down what actually happened in real life. You know, right. switch, up, switch up the names to protect the innocent, and he's good. Well, no, no, no. Right, I mean, right, tea, right. Because I mean, I'm like very good at that. Yeah. yeah, I mean like a tea brand. It's like the kind oh. of tea. Yeah. Like, matter of fact, you could have a flavor oh. and it could be like hibiscus and then on the back of it, way to have it is like, all right, so this is what you do to pour the tea in the cup and everything to brew it. But then let me tell you about this half of like right below. <laughs> so then, you know, Ooh, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta buy each and every single flavor to get the rest <laughs> to of get the store. All I will tea. tell you, let, look, here, I have the plan for you. So you're gonna write the book and you're gonna make the tea brand. And then when the book comes out, you will have sitting engagements at certain tea shops along the country along with musical orchestral music combined with your tea and then it's 25 to 30 dollars a ticket you can give 15 percent of proceeds or maybe 10 percent whatever you choose to your favorite organization um for creators and bam he can oh he can do it like the snapper caps you know what i mean like like you twist open the cap and then you see like the next segment of the saga bam right there we go right 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 (laughs) Ooh, see that actually works and that, ooh, yeah, see, this is too funny. Y'all be, y'all be giving me my ideas for my next thing. Do it. You know, I'm a credit to you now. You know, I'm a credit to you now. I appreciate it. Anytime. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> We're, all right we, we're not gonna hold you and mr gibbs <laughs> up but we definitely look forward to updates so you know hit us up on twitter and you know we're going to keep in touch as always folks of if you want to go back and hear the first episode that Wade was on that is episode 51 kicking it with wade davis and of course this is episode part two we want to thank you for always checking us out and listening to us make sure y'all follow wade you can find him on twitter we put that info in the description and if you want to get into learning a music theory learning musical instruments yourself you need to go ahead and holler at Wade because he will teach you and show you the ropes and you won't be like somebody who managed to get a job and don't know a single thing about the job they're doing but I'm not going to go <laughs> ahead and learn anymore. you're going to learn the right way okay I'm, I'm going to turn my petty I'm going to turn my petty the way down <laughs> But if you've been listening to this episode, then you should already know. Exactly. And you're and 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 you know what? If you have a child that wants to learn, he's gonna learn the right way because Wade don't pull no punches. No. He may right. be a little bit firm, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta do that way because his level of excellence shows in his body of work, okay? So yeah. just trust the process and you gonna shine. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> word, word. Want to thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Three Angry Black People with our special guest Wade Davis. <laughs> thank Signing you. Off, and y'all make sure we gonna also wait. Send us Mr. Gibbs Instagram so people can follow Mr. Gibbs. Oh yes, Mr. Gibbs Von Rothbart R O T H B 
A R K because people, it's German. And definitely send us into a DM so we can set that up for you. Will do. Awesome. (laughs) Peace, y'all. All right, Wade. Take care. You too, guys. And lady. (laughs) Yes.